there's a song that I heard recently that I absolutely love, and I actually put it on my broadcast advertisement that I put earlier today. And the song's called Honey in the Rock, and I just absolutely love it. And if you're wondering, um, I agree, we do have lots of wheat in Canada. But see, that this is the stuff that they say to scare us. Anyways, um, and you're probably thinking, that's a weird name. Well, it's from the scripture, Psalm 81, verse 16. But you would be fed with the finest of wheat. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know. There you go, wheat, no problem. Uh, with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Um, I agree, Mary Ellen. So that, if you're wondering where that, that name of the song comes from, and I'm going to put the lyrics up here. Because I want you to see... Um, I, Shiba, are you saying seven years um, before the... What are you, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, I want you to read these lyrics because I, I understand that at this point in time, we are faced with certain realities of, of stuff that's happening in the world. And, I, and, I, and, I, and it's okay. We need to be aware. That's why I'm talking about it. We need to be aware. And we need to sound the alarm. But don't be confused. Awareness is not worry. Don't, don't mix those two things up. It's okay to be aware. It's okay to sound the alarm. Okay? But, but awareness is not worry. We aren't people who live in worry. We're people who put our hand to the plow and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's what we do. We don't, we don't sit around and wonder where we're, when we're going to eat. That's right, Loretta. God will take care of us. What, why, when has he not taken care of his people? When has he not provided for his people? Look what the lyrics in this song says. Read those lyrics and listen to the song. It's a great one. When he, he provided water when there was no water. He provided manna was, when there was no, no, uh, no, nothing to eat. I don't need to worry. Right? Look, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Steph. I feel great. I feel great because you need to be reminded that we don't have to worry because our God provides. Look, look, look what it says. There's power in the blood. Hey, Melena. I mean, th these are, these are, these are powerful truths that we need to remember. Like I said, we aren't people who live in worry. We're people, I'm going to say it again, and don't forget it. We put our hand to the plow and we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We keep doing what we need to do as the church. Now listen, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a, lot, a lot of scripture tonight. Because it needs to be um, fixated in your heads. Okay, Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous is like the first light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full light of day. Things are going to get darker on this earth for the people of this earth. We live in this world, but we're not of it. Because the Bible says that the righteous, the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. Not that, that you're going to be broke. Listen. Wherever you are, say this out loud. I am not going to be in lack. 
I am the head, not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am, I will be the lender, not the borrower. I'm not going to be dependent on the government. I'm not going to be, have no money that I won't be able to drive to work. Say those things. Don't, don't repeat. Like I said, it's okay to be aware. We need to be aware because we need to sound the alarm. You know, I, I get it. People like Steph and Mary Ellen post great stuff that, that I'm able to, to, to learn and see what's going on. It's important. But do not fall into the trap of constantly speaking what the devil's doing and what evil people are doing and forgetting to remind yourself, hey, wait a minute. The devil means something for bad, but God has a plan for my advancement. God has a plan to bless me that I, I will... Um, I will thrive in the midst of a famine. Psalm 34.10. All right, I'll read it. I'm, I'm in the psalm. I'm right there. The God of more than... That's right. I just heard a, a sermon about that. And I, I had already written this. Right just before I came on. Good, Mary Ellen. I'm not... Um, I'm not worried either. That's right, Antidro. I love that scripture. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. And you think for one second that we're going to be walking around having no food? Oh, there's a famine. What are we going to do? There's no more wheat. Come on. I get it. I understand what they're planning. I know what they're planning. But God has a better plan. What do the lyrics of that song say? There's purpose in your plan. Psalm 34.10, the lions grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Amen. Great scripture. Thank you for that. Thank you. I, I love that, that you guys are, you know, clearly you're, 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 you're very aware of what the word of God says. Let's read another one. Psalm 23, verse 5, you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Is my cup empty? No, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Is poverty following me? No. Is lack following me? No. Is brokenness following me? No. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Yeah, that's right, Auntie Julia, because that's another thing. The Bible tells us that we're to give to the poor. How are we going to give to the poor if we're poor ourselves? How are we going to feed the hungry if we can't feed our own children? <laughs> I know you guys know because obviously you're, you're telling me the scriptures and, and, and the great scriptures. I want to read another one. Listen. 1 Kings 17, verse 1. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As long as the Lord the God of Israel lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the, in the next few years, except at my word. Boy, that's a, that's a drought. No rain for the next few years. And you have to understand what, in, at this time when there was no rain, <laughs> if there's no water, you're in trouble. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kareth ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have ordered the ravens to feed you. So he did what the Lord had told him. 
he went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Do you know what ravens are? Ravens are scavenger birds. They don't bring you food, they take your food. And yet God used ravens to feed Elijah in the midst of a famine. That, it's not just a miracle that he was getting food in a famine. It was a miracle that birds that should be taking the food away were the ones bringing it to him. Talk about a miracle. Let's go over to Genesis chapter 26. What does verse 1 say? Now there was a famine in the land besides the earlier famine of Abraham's time. So here's, here, here we have Isaac. He, he's in a famine, another famine. Famines are very common um, at this time. And, 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 and he's in the midst of a famine. And God's telling him, I'll, I'll read it, just, just so that um, we understand uh, what's happening in the background of the story. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and bless you. I will be with you and bless you. Wherever you are, say that God will bless me. Listen, we're, we're, there, there is a guarantee, a covenant upon the children of God. We, we live in obedience to the Lord and we submit to him. And there, there are promises that are ours. That we have because we become children of God through Christ. It's, we don't have to wonder about it. We're not sure. We don't have to, we have to be unsure. Sorry. Or wonder, hey, what's going to happen to me? How am I going to survive this? Did you see those gas prices? Yeah, I, I saw them. I pretty much just have to like drive down the road and I saw them. Everybody posting, look at this. It's going to be $2 now. Yeah, maybe, probably. It's never going to go back down. Yeah, maybe. Listen, I know that God has taken care of us specifically through these, these last two years. Maybe I've seen it more than I ever have because we actually were dealing with difficulty. And what does the Bible say? That your favor surrounds me like a shield. That favor doesn't come off because the gas prices are high. No, that's not the way it works. And again, I understand the plans of the enemy, but I'm not here to, 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 to go on and on and on about what oh, the government's planning this and they want this to happen. It's like, again, we're aware, but awareness is not worry. We don't sit around and worry. What did I talk about a couple weeks ago about when Jesus said not to worry? Look at, uh, um, look at the, 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 the flowers of the field, they're clothed. Why should you worry about where your clothes are going to come from? Let's keep reading. Stay in this land for a while and I will be with you and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father, Abraham. You see, God, at this point, he was giving Isaac an instruction. But not only was he giving Isaac an instruction, 
Look, notice what else happened. He said, I will confirm the oath. God confirms his word. You know, the book of Jeremiah says that God watches over his word to perform it. Every last uh, 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 jot and tittle, as they say. The church, <laughs> church has good clothes. God watches over his word to perform it. He reminded Isaac, do what I tell you to do. And I will confirm the oath that I swore to Abraham. That's right, Loretta. You have to find that balance. And it's a difficult balance to find. You know, and I understand that because there's a lot of bad news that we hear all the time. You know, and especially like obviously right now, you know, the gas prices are one thing. Uh, but you know, there, there's, like I said, they're talking about, you know, in the summer, we're not going to have any more food and the wheat and the, 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 the manure and the, all this stuff. <laughs> Did you guys ever, no, I'm not recommending it, but there's a movie. It's called back to the future. And this guy keeps like, like getting like manure. He, he keeps crashing into a manure truck. It's just really funny. It's gross. But anyways, I'm not recommending it. Um, you know, and then, then talking about all the, the bills that are wonderful, prime minister wants to pass. Of course, of course, listen to me. And I said this two years ago at this time. Two years ago, I said this. That's, that's true. We have like a room full of food at the church. So don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we'll, we'll never go hungry. Not with all, all that food that they have there. Two years ago, I've been saying the same thing. Something is, is wrong with this situation. I don't, I didn't, I didn't fully know what it was then, but I'm like, something's not right. Something's not right here. And now, you know, you're seeing all kinds of stuff. That's why, and remember what we talked about uh, recently about praying for discernment. You know, and, and, and leaning on God for understanding because our natural understanding, we're not, we're not going to be able to grasp everything, but people who are led by the spirit of God, we're going to be able to, to, to like, like the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, that we're going to be able to see things and see things, um, according to God's plan. Right? Because again, consider this, um, you know, all of these things that are happening, it's all, we're, we're moving towards a period of time on earth that's going to be like no other. But, but I guess uh, maybe we didn't know what the lead up to it was going to look like, but clearly we're seeing, you know, these systems that are in place and, and, and the way that, that governments are and the way that there's like, it's like, always seems like kind of like one evil thing behind everybody else. And then everybody's doing their bidding and, and it's like, stuff's going to point to that. And you have to always look at everything that's happening based on the word of God, everything through the lens of Bible prophecy. And you're not going to be led astray. If you do that, you're not going to be led astray. Let's keep reading about Isaac. Let's go to verse 19. No, let's go to verse 12. Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Say it again. The Lord will bless me. Because what, what did Isaac do? He obeyed the Lord. That's the criteria. How do, we, how do we get the blessing of the Lord? It's simple. 
Live in obedience to him. Walk in his ways. Submit to him. You know, what is that, that, that great psalm that I love to, we all love to read all the time? Psalm 91. How does it start? Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High. So there is something that we need to do on our part. But once we do that, God follows through on everything that he promised us. The man became rich. And his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. Christians don't like that. But it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Do you remember this is a famine? Do you remember that? That this is a famine. And not only is Isaac rich and wealthy, but he has so, so many flocks, herds, servants. He reaped a hundredfold in crops in a famine. Oh, the gas prices. Really? How could you read a story like this and drive around taking pictures of you? Well, you're wasting your gas just by driving around taking pictures of the gas. So just stop doing it. <laughs> you know. Right? And the Philistines envied him. People, people were envying Isaac and saying, how, how, what's going on? How is he doing this? Well, the secret is clear. Because he walked in obedience to the Lord. He, he followed the commands of the Lord. He followed his decrees. And what happened as a result? He was blessed. It's like raining or something. Anyways, the weather's been like all over the place. It's like a bit, it's a bit schizophrenic, the weather. Anyways, um, he had so many flocks and herds in the middle of a famine. So all the wells that his father, verse 15, all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. So they envied him because he was rich and wealthy and he was prospering and he reaped a hundredfold and they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, it is springtime. Spring's my favorite. Yeah, the weather is kind of, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I hate winter, obviously. I love spring. Um, I love spring because, you know, flowers blooming, all that stuff. Um, that's true. I love that. The, the, I'm going to read this comment. The Lord's command was completely opposite to what seemed to be the course of action in the natural. That's right, because normally in a famine, you hoard stuff, right? What are you doing? Hoard. Hoard everything. What did Isaac do? He planted crops. He planted crops and, and well, what did the enemy do? The enemy filled up his wells. So what happened? He, okay, let me keep reading. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. You know, that's going to be your story in Jesus name that people look at you and say, how did they end up with all this when there was all the inflation and all the stuff that was happening in the world and look at how they're prospering. I don't understand. That's what people are going to say about you in Jesus name. Everybody who's listening to this claim that for yourself because God's promises are good for each and every one of us. All of us who are in Christ become children of Abraham. And there was an oath that was sworn to Abraham. 
And God confirmed it through Isaac. So Isaac moved away from there. He wasn't, um, he wasn't deterred by it. So Isaac moved away from there and he camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up. Boy, they really like stopping up people's wells. I don't know. After Abraham died and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Okay, I have a funny story about wells. This is a great story. I know, I don't think Alessia is watching this, so if she watches it later, I apologize for calling you out. But it's too funny not to tell. So a few years ago, a bunch of, of girls from, from the church, we went to um, we went to Moldova for a mission trip. And if you know, Moldova is a country, um, it's near near Romania. It's 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 a very it's a war torn country. It's it's there's a lot of poverty there because um, the government does not care about them. Um, and so we went to like this, this little village and, um, and there was well, there's wells everywhere and we're not very familiar with wells. And so, <laughs> and so what happened was, is that, is that one of us, um, okay, I won't say who it was then, like decided, cause the road was really dusty. It was kind of like, um, it wasn't really a road. It was just more like a, a dirt path. And, and everybody's feet, well, my feet were not dirty because I wore closed running shoes because I, I knew we were supposed to wear closed running shoes. But anyways, and, and someone decided to use the well water to clean the dust off their feet. And the people of the town were not liking that and literally chased them. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. That's um, right beside Ukraine, sorry. Is it Romania on the other side? See, I'm not going to pretend that I know things about countries that I don't know about. Um, but anyways, that's my experience with wells. And also, uh, where I live, if you buy a house like down the road, you use well water. So there you go. But, but these enemies loved to stop up these wells and to prevent, uh, uh, um, to try and stop these people, stop God's people from prospering. So what happened? Verse 19, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. Boy, these guys are undeterred. Can we be like Isaac and his servants that never stop? Can we be like that? Can we be people who make a decision that no matter what the enemy tries to do to us, that we understand that we are on a different track? We're going a different way and we operate very differently than everybody else in the world does. That when everybody stockpiles and everybody hoards and everybody freaks out, that we're people who, who, who dig wells and don't let the enemy stop us from doing anything. But the herdsmen of Gerard quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Essek because they disputed with him. Yeah, I see right in between Romania and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, I know that it's a, t it's a, <laughs> the people in, uh, in that country are great, but man, it's, it's rough for them. Like this, is, this, this whole war thing's not good for them. We got to, that's why we pray for, for the innocent people in these nations. 
Then they dug another well, but they but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well. He loves to dig wells, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth. Rehoboth, saying, "Now the Lord has given us room." Listen to this second part, and we will flourish in the land. Say this out loud. I will flourish. I will flourish in the midst of a famine. However that looks, whether it be a food shortage, whether it be inflation, whether it be more plagues, whatever it is, I will flourish in the midst of a famine because I know my God and I know that I don't have to worry about the same things that the world has to worry about. That's what the Bible says. You know, here's the thing you have to understand. Like I said before, the world, the world is going to get darker. But for us, for children of God, the light will shine brighter on us. In Jesus' name. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. We, we're not... <laughs> like, like Jesus said. I don't give to you as the world gives to you. So, so the world is going to give you a whole lot of bad stuff and cause you to worry and cause you to be afraid and cause you to wonder. Do not wonder. Listen, never let those words come out of your mouth. How am I going to pay for this? What if I run out of food? If we're still here, which we are, this is, this is real, I, I am here. As long as we're still here, until that day when Jesus comes in the clouds and we go to meet him in the air, in the rapture, until that day, we have a job to do, taking ground, that's right, to bring righteousness back to this nation and to the world. It's not about world peace. It's about the kingdom of God moving forward. Even Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. <laughs> right? Because we understand wars and rumors of wars and terrible things and earthquakes and plagues and famine. We understand that, that we, we, we see it from the word, right? It's clear. But at what point? Were we ever told, you better buckle down because you're in trouble? Never. Anytime any angel came to, to speak to somebody, what, does the, what was the first thing they said? Don't be afraid. That's right, Carol. We won't be without anything. God owns, owns the cattle on a thousand hills and you think that you're going to be without? God never abandons his children, ever. He never did before, and he's not gonna about to start now just because the gas prices are high. I'm telling you, if I hear one more thing about the gas prices, I... what are we gonna do? They're high. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> you know, I almost feel like there are certain things that are out of our control. But we have to understand what's our dominion on this earth and what our covenant is. What is your covenant? Know your covenant. 
That's why God had to say to Isaac, I will confirm the oath that I swore to your forefather Abraham. Our covenant is in Christ. We don't have to worry. Listen to this, this scripture in Psalm 37, verse 18. The Lord knows the days of the righteous, and their heritage remains forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. Say that out loud. I have abundance. I don't, I'm not in need. I meet need. In the days of famine, they have abundance. What a scripture. Actually, let me, let me just go read more of that because I wrote it down. But they're not put to shame in evil times. Do you, want, do you understand what that means? No one's going to listen to this. And then we're all going to be out on the street. And they're going to be like, see? See? You, you thought you were going to be okay, but look at what happened to you. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. Verse 17. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The power of the wicked will be broken. That's why we pray against wickedness. We're the restrainer. We're standing in the way. We, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> The, the Antichrist cannot come to power and the devil can't do everything he wants to do so long as a praying church is present. So, you know, just like my, my dad mentioned earlier that all throughout history, the church has always stood strong, a city on a hill. We don't put a light under a bushel. No, we let our light shine before men. So, so we're going we're gonna to flourish and we're going to be in abundance and we are not going to be without. That's a promise. It's a biblical guarantee. It's not me saying it because it sounds nice because I don't want you to worry. Jesus said, don't worry. And if he said, don't worry, I'm going to go with him. And I'm going to go with God. Let's pray. Father, I, I, I pray for every single person who's watching here tonight. That whatever their area of concern, that you would speak to their spirits right now and remind them through your word that we don't have to worry. That we will never live in lack. That we will never be without. The last day we were broke is the last day that we'll ever be broke. That we know that you don't give to us as the world gives to us. That we might be in this world, but we're not of this world. That we, we will have abundance in the days of famine. That we don't worry. That we're not afraid. That we're not concerned. That we're not like the people of the world. That run like chickens with their heads cut off because they don't know what to do. No, we understand that from your word, that the righteous will never be forsaken. They'll never beg for bread. We have no fear. We have no, the, your righteous people have no fear of bad news, but we know that you, our path will shine brighter. The wicked will be cut off and we'll live in abundance. 
in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray right now that you break the spirit of worry that's ascended over anybody that might be listening tonight, that they would remember the God that they serve, the God of more than enough, the God that never fails, the God that never forsakes us, the God that will provide, the God that heals, the God that protects. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for for the great things that you've done. Thank you that you've surrounded us with your favor like a shield. Thank you that we know that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you that we know that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, walk through it, we will fear no evil. We don't stay there. We don't remain there. We're not stuck there, but we move forward in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Father. You are a great God. All of this is for your glory. Everything we do is for your glory to advance your kingdom on this earth. So I thank you for every single person within the sound of my voice. I thank you that they're blessed. I thank you that that, that they will live in abundance. I thank you that they'll never lack. I thank you, Lord, for the great things that you've done. I thank you for providing that manna in the the desert, providing that water in the wilderness. I thank you that we'll never go without. Thank you that you show yourself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to you. And every single person whose hearts are loyal to you, you will show yourself strong. And you will show yourself the same way that you showed yourself to Isaac. That we will flourish in the midst of a famine. That we need not worry and we need not be afraid in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the faith of everybody who's watching. That we trust in you. Those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. He, you are our stronghold in the day of trouble. A mighty fortress that we run into it and are safe. Thank you, Lord, that we're protected forever. We'll never be cut off, but the wicked will be cut off. That is for sure. So I pray before it's too late that they would come to repentance. Because you would, you would hope that none should perish, but that all would have everlasting life. And I pray for people in the Ukraine and in Russia and in all of those countries that are suffering right now because of wicked people. I pray you be with them. And I know that any, any one of them who is in you, that they'll be safe. I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus, that wonderful, beautiful name, that name that's above every other name. Amen. Amen.